This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, fellow investors, and welcome to Invest Talk. This is our Thursday, April 23rd, 2020 edition of Invest Talk. And the COVID 19 pandemic continues on. And in many ways, this has surpassed the events of 2008. And, you know, last uh, 11, what, 11 years ago, 12 years ago now, this, uh, there was a financial crisis caused by a mortgage meltdown that fed into a Main Street crisis. And, you know, today it's kind of the other way around, right? Um, where we've, the Main Street crisis that is going to morph without help of governments and, and Federal Reserve uh, into some sort of a financial crisis. And the big question is, what are those knock-on effects and how does that affect the markets, as well as your portfolio. Now, when is the when is the economy reopening? What does that even look like? Uh, I know there's been mandates around how good restaurants can operate with 30% capacity, which you know, frankly, just won't happen. Uh, so there's a, a lot to unpack uh, in these times, and we're going to do our best to get to all of your questions today. I know we have a lot of new listeners, and a lot of questions, and that's what this show is predicated on, on your answering your questions in an unbiased way, and helping you develop strategies to deal with the volatility and succeed, really in any market, but, uh, you know, it's more pressing to succeed in today's market, right? For day that is, it's about having the right strategy for today so that you can achieve your own version of financial freedom. I'm Justin Klein. I will call you, or I hope you will call me in this hour and through this radio show and podcast, I can help you become a better investor. And one way Steve and I do that is through a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. Independent thinking, that's big, uh, right? We, we, we pride ourselves on unbiased guidance and I think that's, uh, it's, it's paramount. Uh, and we don't want to let affiliations or the love for a brand or uh, a love for a particular area of the market or asset class really cloud your judgment in your ability to assess both the pros and cons of, of any investment. Um, so that's why we are we, we, we really pride ourselves, like I said, on that unbiased guidance. And we only recommend investment strategies for our clients that we invest in ourselves as well. So going to that Independent thinking, though. I really wanted to talk about this because this is something I want to, uh, to get to. Because, you know, Steve and I get a lot of questions, and they're typically from your average investor that's out there looking to, to buy uh, stocks. And we kind of get a lot of the same companies, same questions, uh, because, and it kind of is telling to us of where people are looking, what people are really interested in. And it tells you often where the average person is making mistakes, uh, to be honest with you. Now, there's a great, um, there's actually a great Twitter uh, uh, account called Robin Tracker. Robin Track, excuse me. And what it does is it shows you the uh, Robin Hood uh, investments. So your average person with a handful of uh, money, they, they, they 
typically your Robinhood investor has very little experience in the market and they make a lot of mistakes. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting. And, and I don't know why anyone has money over there anyway right now because commissions are free almost any, any of the big brokers. But needless to say, most of those Robinhood investors tend to be pretty novice and they make a lot of mistakes. So we'll, we'll, they post that what's interesting about this account is they post every day what the top 10 increase in popular stocks on Robinhood and which ones decrease. So I'm going to talk about the 10 today. And what's very interesting is number one is USO. So we've talked about USO. And we're going to get to that today. The oil market, why that's really, really crazy. Um, but that, that's one. Also, uh, WLL, Whiting Petroleum, they're a bankrupt company. And these, uh, they're filing for bankruptcy. And, you know, there's people that are bidding this thing up really for, for no reason. And they're going to get wiped out. Uh, Delta Airlines, that's number three, which is pretty interesting. Uh, American Airlines is number five. GE is number six. Uh, NAT, what is NAT? Is number seven. Uh, oh, that's a, a tanker company, which that's one that maybe makes sense. Uh, Ford and then MRO, Marathon Oil. So those are, those are some of the top 10. So what's interesting is just to see those top few and what everyone's buying, all the novice investors are buying, oftentimes they're making big mistakes. So our goal here is to try to help you avoid that, avoid those mistakes, don't follow the crowd, and get into the things that make sense, aren't just uh, chasing headlines, uh, you know, so you understand what you're buying. That's a big thing with USO. They don't know what they're buying. They don't really understand what futures are versus owning physical oil, right, or oil companies. And that's why USO is down uh, you know, 30, 66% in the past uh, three weeks, right? So uh, just that's, that's really important for us is to help you understand what makes sense and what doesn't in this environment. And that's why we take your call. So our phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Give us a call sooner rather than later. Get your call in now. Now, during this COVID-19 stay-in-place situation, Stephen and I are postponing travel trips, but thanks to the wonders of technology, we can do jive meetings, Skype, phone calls, etc. So if you want to set up the time to review your portfolio, just reach out to us at investtalk.com or call at KXP Financial Offices in Irvine, California at 800-557-5461. You can learn more, once again, at investtalk.com. Now, my main talking point today is about retail and the retail bankruptcies that may just be beginning. Uh, Neiman Marcus is in the process of filing for bankruptcy. Uh, I've seen a couple more so far. So we're going to talk a little about this, what areas are going to be affected, which ones may come through this uh, just fine. So those are, those are, uh, that's my main talking point today. But also, let's, let's dig into the oil market. What's the difference between the futures and physical crude, right? How do you buy and sell crude oil? What sends oil prices up and down? So we're going to dig into this uh, a little bit deeper. Also, Leon Cooperman, Leon Cooperman, billionaire, uh, one of the smartest investors out there, uh, chief executive officer and chairman of Omega Advisors, talks about what, what, why capitalism has changed forever because of this. Uh, and I think it would be interesting to dig into his thoughts because uh, he's a smart guy. And I've, I've definitely said this before, but 
that the, that the market after, the economy after this is going to be different. We're not going to have 2019 economy ever again. That's not the way the world is going to work going forward. So you have to adjust your thinking, adjust your portfolio accordingly. Uh, and there are going to be, there are going to be some lasting I- impacts. And then lastly, uh, transitioning to Medicare, if we have time, what are the pitfalls to avoid when you're doing that, uh, you know, once you're approaching retirement? So those things are on my mind, and I want to hear from you, but let's check in on the, the markets right now. The, we had a pretty start of the day up uh, and pretty much kind of trended lower for most of the day. The NASDAQ closed down about a half a percent. The S&P down about 0.2%. And small caps were down, were actually up about 1%, which was, a, which was interesting, even though they've lagged recently. So I think this is where you start to see the market uh, grind lower, right? And choppy sideways action is expected. And guess what? Choppy sideways action after a big down move is considered a bearish consolidation. So, uh, you know, this likely could last for another week or two or three. Um, but I think uh, as long as we remain an economy decelerating dramatically into uh, worse than the financial crisis type of numbers, then you're going to see a grind lower. This is the dead cap bounce we had into resistance and typically after that, you get a grind lower until some other knock-on effect happens, which would, uh, which is kind of what I'm expecting. Listening to Invest Talk, I'm Justin Klein, and yes, we are aware of our our sound issues. We've ordered some new equipment on the way, so stick with us, so we can bear with us and uh, a bit longer, and we're going to get that fixed next week. But now I'm here, I'm ready to provide unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. We are taking your calls live at eight 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 ninety nine chart. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced millions of people to stay home, which is getting in the way of everyone's normal exercise routine. Gyms are closed, people are stuck inside, and tightness and stiffness are afflicting us all. This is the perfect time to focus on your personal health and wellness. And I know you have heard me say this before, but recently I discovered this great product to reduce my pain and stiffness caused by sitting too long at my desk doing research and talking to clients. It has 13 all-natural ingredients and is sold in hundreds of doctor's offices, pharmacies, and gyms, and spas throughout the country. This muscle rub made by Quanta, a publicly traded applied science company, has patented technology proven to supercharge key ingredients and make them perform five times more effectively within the human body. It is optimized to drastically reduce both pain and inflammation naturally. I know this sounds too good to be true, but they have the white papers to prove it. I use their various health and wellness products every day and find a host of different benefits. Additionally, for a limited time, listeners of our program can receive promotional discount pricing at buyquanta.com. Use the promo code INVEST to save 20% on your first order. In fact, Quanta is so highly confident you'll be pleased with their products, that's why they offer a money-back guarantee if you aren't satisfied with the results. Again, simply use the code INVEST to save 20% at buyquanta.com. B-U-Y. Q-U-A-N-T-A dot com. April is National Literacy Month. It was created to highlight the importance of financial literacy. The objective is to teach Americans how to establish and maintain healthy financial habits. And you are already on the right track by listening to Invest Talk. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions now. 
888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is John calling from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I had a question about Groupon, G-R-P-N. My question is, well, first of all, in general, would this be a good company to invest into? I mean, looking at it, it kind of looks like it's probably never made money. I was hoping you could kind of look into that. And also, I'm curious as to, with a company like this, in a time that we're in with grocery stores inevitably going to raise prices a bit because of demand, wouldn't a company like this do better? I was wondering some insight on that. Thank you. Well, this is a Groupon, and they actually have made money in the past. GRPN is a symbol. Now, remember, they were big uh, many years ago, and you could get deals off there. But I think it kind of became... It used to be you get deals at restaurants, uh, typically, and you get, you know, half off and you buy, or you buy, you pay 50 bucks and you get $100 worth of, uh, off the bill or something like that. Uh, and that's kind of how they made their name. They moved into, uh, retail for a while. I'm not sure if they're still doing it. Uh, but they're, they're still around. They are actually pretty decent financials. Their free cash flow was positive, 185 million last quarter. So, they're actually in decent financial shape, to be honest with you. Um, now, last quarter was the uh, Christmas season where they make most of their money, but um, they're actually in decent financial shape, $750 million in cash and short-term investments on their balance sheet. So this would actually be a deep, deep value play. Uh, you know, I don't love their business. I think long-term it's going to struggle. Uh, but if they can pivot and utilize their deep roster of, of data, right? Because they, I'm sure they have uh, hundreds of thousands of emails and names and user data. I think with, with good management, you could turn this company around because of that uh, relatively uh, strong balance sheet. So this would be a deep, deep value play, but you know, you would need a catalyst. I would need a catalyst for me to get excited about the name. Otherwise, likely to just chop down here. It's doing a dollar six cents today. You know, I, I would just pass on it for now until you start to see, uh, you know, some sort of strength in the chart, some sort of catalyst that's going to drive this from a value play back to something that uh, is going to grow. Because uh, clearly, their, their 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 business is still is going to be affected because guess what? Restaurants are shut down. People aren't going to be spending, uh, and uh, this is not a place that I would be be invested in. Maybe keep on your watch list for a potential news event that turns the company. Allowed. 8899 chart, 8899242278. So you get through and ask your question on today's show. Now, every couple of days I get email questions, so let me get to one now. Listener writes, I'm looking to buy Chewy. This is one of those ones that I've seen a few people uh, uh, ask about. I wanted to know your thoughts on what a good target price would be. Also, asking about REZI. And they bought it at 13. Now it's down to 425. Should they cut their losses? Uh, now, Chewy is actually a company that's on my on my radar, um, but it is way way too expensive. They uh, they sell pet suits and pet supplies online, uh, and it's you can schedule it every day or every week, every month to be delivered, right? So uh, it's the pet business, which is definitely anti-cyclical, which I like, but this company doesn't make money. So I think you, you definitely need to get to a much better price. I would need this below $30 when you get excited. It's at $43.46, and I would need to see a better trend in their, their financials. And then REZI, 
this is uh, around security solutions for residences. Uh, this has been a deep downtrend. Their, their revenue is only growing at about 2-3%. Their earnings are down 33%, so their margins are getting squeezed. Just not something I would stay in. I would actually uh, get out of Resi and wait on a Chewy, but I do think that might have good long-term potential. On the watch list, just not now. Not now. This is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein, and if you've been listening to Invest Talk for a while, you've heard me say that I believe every investor should determine their own individual risk tolerance. And if you want to check that out, check our risk analysis tool out, you can go to investtalk.com. So right now, I'm ready to take your questions at 888 chart You are listening to Invest Talk. The health of your financial future may depend on the decisions you start making now in 2020. Justin Klein is here, ready to provide his unbiased investment guidance, and the phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, 889-992-4278 is how you get through and ask your question on today's show. Now, our main talking point today is about retail. Retailers are certainly struggling, obviously, because in 45 states, non-essential retailers must be closed. You're talking about clothing stores, home furnishing, electronics, beauty, etc., as opposed to other life-preserving products like food, grocery stores, pharmacies, cleaning supplies, etc. Now, global data retail estimates more than 190,000 stores have been closed which accounts for 50% of all U.S. retail footage, square footage. Now, clearly, this is very bad for pretty much every retailer out there with no revenues pretty much coming in. They have the digital channel, but most of them uh, you know, are struggling against Amazon as it is, and Fitch has downgraded uh, about a dozen or so different retailers out there. And they're assuming that there will be no or 90% drop in revenue until mid-May and then double-digit revenue decline year-on-year through the balance of the year. So you're going to see a lot of lenders that may want to force some liquidation in this environment or some reorganization, but they're not going to, they're not going to do it all at once, right? You have Neiman Marcus probably on the block right now. They're not going to want, going to want to, have all of these retailers forced into liquidation at the same time because they're not going to get the recovery value and nearly as much as they would if they can spread this out. You know, it's kind of like, remember back in 2009 when a lot of the banks stopped foreclosing, right? Because they didn't want to foreclose and sell into a terrible housing market. And that's the same thing here. They're not going to want to have all these stores going on the auction block, all these brands going on the auction block, and there's not many bidders anyway, and they're going to get less on the dollar in recovery value than they would have otherwise. So that's what you're probably going to see. This is going to be dragged out for, for, for some time. I think through the balance of the year, you're probably going to see you know, every month or two uh, a big retailer uh, go under. And this has been a trend that's been accelerating, though. You know, From 2018, there were 20 re- Retail bankruptcies 22 in 2019, but obviously it's going to be off the charts this year and probably even next year as well. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is that this is actually a good thing, 
right? This is a good thing. This is long, a long time coming, right? It's a long time coming to uh, that that these retailers are have been struggling for a while, and they need to restructure. Many of them do, and they will come out. We'll come out of this with a new retail landscape. Really, we will. It's going to look very, very different. And there's going to be a retail transformation. You know, we, we just have too many stores in this country, way, way higher than the average in the Western world, right? So liquid or or reorganization is going to allow these companies to rethink their strategy, rethink their, their business overall. And bankruptcy in that way is very good. It's very healthy. It's very poor. It's very bad that all these, uh, politicians want to avoid uh, bankruptcy and want to stop these companies from going bankrupt, uh, especially the ones that have been struggling for some time because they need that fresh look, those new leaders to come in and a cleaner balance sheet and not these long-term leases that they're stuck in, right? Because in bankruptcy, you can renegotiate those leases. Okay, so this is actually a very good thing, and I think there's going to be a lot of strong retailers that come out of this that are led by good leadership. Uh, but in the time being, there's going to be many, many that go go bankrupt, and you need to be careful, especially in that space. And I think we all know that. Let's go to Marion in Southern California, asking about insurance. Hey, Marian, I just have a question regarding life insurance. Should you I buy life insurance for my daughter about um, 12, 13 years ago. I'm paying $100 um, a month. Okay. And she's 18. And first day, the person selling me this, uh, sold me this um, life insurance, didn't tell me it's a life insurance, told me it's an investment for the college. And yeah, so, so this is, you probably bought uh, some sort of, they call it permanent life insurance. Uh, and I would definitely not uh, stay in that. Um, life insurance is not an investment. Life insurance is what it is. It's life insurance. If you want life insurance, you get term life. Don't get a, a whole life policy, which is probably what this is, or a universal life policy. Uh, these are not good investments. So what I would say is, if you want to invest for college, open a 529 plan. Right? Cash this out, put that $100 a month in a 529 plan, and save that way. Take your, don't, don't put any more money. They're very high fee, high commission. Stop buying these high commission products. They were pushed on you. They're not a good investment vehicle. Out and move them into a real investment vehicle, like a 529 plan, or if she has income, maybe a Roth IRA, things like that. Thanks for the call, Miriam. Now the next Invest Talk, this prediction. Thanks to COVID-19, Social Security's day of reckoning may be closer than we imagined. A lot less money is coming in, and pretty soon more will be going out. We know that, right? Baby boomers retiring. So that story is tomorrow. But for now, I'm Justin Klein. I'm ready to take your questions now at 888-99-CHART. Numbers are elusive. I bought this stock last year at about $6.75. They're always changing. I got them at $3.99 and it took a major hit. First up 
then down, then up again, or maybe sideways. What would be a good entry point? On Invest Talk, the focus is on numbers that affect our listeners and their portfolios. Carl in Ohio, he wants to talk about his 401k. Hi, Justin, a uh, longtime listener of the show. I absolutely love it. Let's go to Dave in San Leandro. You've got to be prepared for volatility. I want to know what you think for someone like me. And they know it. I'm 31 years old. So the questions keep coming. Should I dollar cost average that? 24 7. How much of your portfolio should you put into like ETFs and mutual funds? From every part of America. Hey, Steve and Justin. My name's Josh, calling from Buffalo, New York. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein analyze the complex patterns in those numbers and do their very best to decipher the potential meanings. Thanks for everything you guys do. And here's one number that keeps rising. More than 21 million InvestTalk podcast downloads. And for that, Steve and Justin thank their loyal listeners. I find you guys to be pretty much entirely trustworthy. So I'm curious, how do you do that? Independent thinking, shared success. It's all about the numbers. InvestTalk.com You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Thursday, and there's no doubt that the COVID-19 pandemic has caused financial disruptions around the world. But you've got an asset portfolio to protect and grow. So you've got finance and investment questions. Justin Klein is here, and he's taking your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Eighty eight ninety nine chart, eight eight nine nine two four two seven eight. Let's go to David in Diamond Bar. He's looking at Costco. Are you looking to buy it or do you own it? Oh hi David. Um uh, I'm David. I'm sorry, Justin. Um I love your show. And uh I purchased uh, Costco uh two days ago at like three forty. I just would like to get some idea from you whether I should cut loss or I should I can still keep holding on to it. Well, why did you buy it? I feel like this is like COVID-19, uh, more like a stock that can uh, hold up the price. Okay. Well, Costco, uh, you know, I like Costco. It's obviously a part, big part of their business is food. Uh, and I do think we are in the midst of a potential food inflation uh, because of supply issues. And people are going to continue to stock up and, and spend there. Uh, my issue with it is that it's not pure play, right? There, there are other things they sell, like flat screen TVs and computers and jewelry. Uh, and in typical times, those things are in uh, in solid demand in a good economy. Uh, and I think that's going to be a drag on, on the business. So, uh, not to say that I hate it. Um, I, you know, it's still one of the strongest names, stronger names in the market right now. You know, it's still kind of right around where it was. Uh, it's actually up on the year still. So I still like it, but I like the pure plays, the grocers better because they don't have that drag of people not buying TVs. So, you know, you're down a little bit, but, you know, I wouldn't get too uh, too upset about it. Um, if you do think this is going to drag on for a while, I think Costco will do fine. But I, like I said, I think the grocers will do better. Let's go to David. In, or sorry, that was David. Noel in Napa looking at GDX. Good day for it, right? Uh, good afternoon, Justin. Uh, I don't own GDX next, but I would like to add it to my portfolio. And 
I'm just, uh, it's been kind of in an up mode uh, the last few days. Uh, do you foresee a better buying opportunity? Uh, I don't, you know, being the sector it's in, if when the market uh, goes down again for another down cycle, I, I wouldn't think uh, GDX would be in that mode, but uh, what you, is there a better opportunity for me if I'm patient? I think there, I think there is. I think it is overbought. You had a, a pretty, somewhat bearish candle today, a little bit higher than than average volume, not volume by any means, but a little bit higher than average, and uh, what is called a a topping tail. So it does look like it's hitting some some near term resistance. But I've I've been saying this for two years now that this is the best place to be invested in the market. I think the the asset to own in the 2020s will be G-O-L-D, gold. Not, not the ticker symbol, but just gold in general. And the best way to play that is by buying the, the miners that perform, that have uh, good management, good assets, et cetera. So GDX, you're going to get a swath of them, some great and some average, uh, but they're, they're the larger ones. GDXJ would be the smaller cap ones, a little bit riskier, tend to be more volatile. Um, but GDX is definitely a good place to be if you don't want to dig in on individual names. For our clients, we're, we're, we're buying individual names. Uh, we have heavy, heavy position, and that's definitely helped us this year. Uh, but I do think we are hitting a little bit of resistance here. It looks a little overbought. And typically when the market falls, you're, you do see GDX and the gold miners have some, some down, a little bit of a, a downstroke as well because at the end of the day, there's still equities. And if equities fall in general then uh, oftentimes you'll get a pullback. So I could definitely see a pullback here on the GDX, a uh, little overbought uh, for, for my case. But I like that you're looking at it. should be on everyone's watch list, and everyone should have max allocation or looking to get to max allocation in their portfolio on the gold market. 88.99 chart, 88.992.4278. is how you get through and ask your question on today's show. Let's touch a little bit on some words from Leon Cooperman. He is the CEO and founder of, or CEO and chairman of Omega Advisors, worth about $3.2 billion. He sees a different world post-coronavirus or COVID-19. And I want to touch on those comments because I agree with him. I think there's a lot to, to unpack. And it's very important for everyone to start looking at this new economy in a different way and understand that this is not, we are not going back to 2019 economy any time soon. And he thinks capitalism has been altered because of this. I think one thing is, you know, cap- capitalism is this, is this for, I think we're going to rethink it. Is it for uh, the workers? Is it for investors? Is it for local communities? Um, and is capitalism the same without bankruptcy? You know, it's a capitalism without bankruptcy is like Catholicism without hell, right? If you can't have bankruptcy, then this, it's suddenly not capitalism. That's my biggest issue with uh, a lot of these, these bailouts, especially public companies. Public companies, guess what? Issue shares. If you want to stay in business, you're a public company for a reason. I don't think the government should be bailing out any company until they've issued enough shares to get their share price down to a dollar the end of the day. Otherwise, you're not capitalism. So I think that there's going to be some backlash on that, and uh, that's why I think capitalism will be changed for some time. He also thinks politics in the U.S. are moving more to the left. He thinks taxes will go up, and I agree with that. You have this massive deficit, uh, and not only 
that politics are moved to the left. You're talking about taxes, but even protectionist policies. I, I think we're going to start to wake up to the issues that we have with China and not, not the Chinese people, but the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And you know, did this come out of the lab in, in, in Wuhan? Right? There's a lab there. I think we're, the, I know our intelligence are investigating that. How much did they lie? What, how much damage that caused the rest of the world? I know European countries are sending bills to China uh, for this. So I think from a protection standpoint, remember, tariffs are not typically a Republican thing. A right thing. They're typically something that the that 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 Democrats have been touting for many years to protect the American workers. So Trump, in that in that way, he's a populist in in that sense, and that policy is typically a left wing policy. So I think that's actually going to be adopted by the left, uh, readopted, I guess, uh, after this. Also, low interest interest rates may be. Uh, maybe here for a long time uh, indicates a troubled economy. That's why I think you know, treasury bonds are a terrible place to be because you're just going to get your uh, capital eroded by inflation, which I think is headed higher. I also think consumer demand will come back very slowly. I agree with that. Businesses will face compliance costs related to this. Think of uh, pretty much any consumer facing store. They're definitely going to have some compliance related to cleanliness, et cetera. Maybe more workers that also likely means profit margins are revert to the mean profit margins have been elevated for a long time and that will likely revert to the mean and then lots of equity issuance not a shock here like i said definitely should be issuing more equity it's why you're a public company uh, so you can have access to that capital when needed in times like this and then lastly stock buybacks and stock buybacks change there are going to be some rules around it very similar to the uh, what was it not the dodd frank bill the uh I remember the one that came after the financial crisis. It was the, I'm trying to remember the name. I'll remember it one day. But yeah, there was one after that to uh, reform com- governance on Wall Street. And I think you'll have something similar with stock buybacks after this. Now, if you listen to Invest Talk on a regular basis, you know that we get calls from all over America. Here was one that came in earlier from Chicago. Hey, Steve or Justin. This is Russ in Chicago with a IRA question. Seeing that the federal government has recently waived the 10% penalty on withdrawals, on early withdrawals up to $100,000, I have an American Funds 401k, and I'm feeling limited, and I've always felt constrained by the lack of options there within. So I'm thinking of withdrawing the 100000 and spreading that income on the three years that they're allotting for so paying $33,333 a year for the next three years on the income that triggers. And I just was curious if you think that this is a good idea to roll it into a self-directed Roth IRA at Schwab. So basically taking the 100000 spread loading the income over three years and rolling that directly and immediately into a self-directed Roth IRA. I will listen for my answer on the show, and I really appreciate what you guys do. I listen every day. Thank you. I have thought about this uh, in the fact that they are allowing people to take money out of their 401k penalty-free. And typically, I say that 10% penalty and the taxes is something you want to to avoid. Uh, And that's what makes it it's somewhat worthwhile to keep it within a 401k. But now that that 10% is waived 
and you're not paying taxes on it for, for three years, I think that is a strategy that maybe not all of it, because you have to pay that back over three years, right? So if, if you're going to contribute to your your own enough to make up for that, then I think that's a good strategy. Uh, something I've been thinking about and trying to talk over with our CPA partners. Uh, and if you can take the money out, enough money out, or calculate, okay, say over the next three years I'm going to be putting X amount, I could put X amount back just simply by my 401k contribution, say it's $10,000 a year, and take $30,000 out now, penalty free, put that into a Roth IRA. And I think that's not a bad way to go. Um, definitely t- going to take some gymnastics and some calculations and trying to figure out how to uh, get it all back in there into your 401k in the, the next three years. Uh, but you can, I think that is a, a good trade. Invest talk. I'm Justin Klein. And you can learn more about the opportunities we offer through KPP Finance. For example, income program, it offers for more moderate investors, typically pre-retirees, retirees, and also our dynamic growth. That's the one that's definitely done the best in this environment. Heavy gold position, uh, some uh, some shorts that take advantage of the, the down market, and then obviously non-cyclical names. So that's definitely done very well in this environment. So we invest right alongside our clients, so uh, you can be assured of that. You can explore more at investtalk.com. Now, when you're ready, you can speak with myself or Steve. You can send me a message at our KHP Financial Offices in Irvine, California. We can set up a portfolio review to go over your current portfolio via Skype or Jive meeting or telephone as well. But now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is InvestDark. Steve and Justin have just recorded a new rapid-fire hour at a faster pace you can hear answers to 29 caller questions. The podcast download is free. Go to investtalk.com, search April Bonus Show. And now the phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Jason from Carmel, Indiana. Love the show. Thank you for all you do. I have a question about Oxford Lane Capital, ticker symbol OXLC. They invest in CLO vehicles and corporate debt securities. I bought a large position a few years back, around $11, and mostly long-term play for the dividend. I wanted to ask, uh, specifically with the price coming down, do you see this stock as risky? Is it something that I could hold long-term for the dividend? Is that dividend secure? And I also wanted to ask, is this stock in any way affected by the Treasury yield? Thank you for your answer. Appreciate the show. All right. Well, what you invested in, it wasn't a company, but it's a closed-end fund, closed-end fund, and they do use – this is a very opaque investment vehicle. It uses leverage, about 30% leverage, and they invest in, like you said, CLOs, collateralized loan obligations. These are very similar to what blew up – Fannie and Freddie in the mortgage market back in 2008-9 in relation to mortgages, except it's relating to the, the, the riskiest sector in, uh, in the bond market today, which is the corporate sector. And so that's what worries me here. Uh, now, the 
spread out uh, between typically five to one to seven years and maturity, the bond breakdown. So, you know, it's, uh, it's not going to be super sensitive to, to interest rates. It's more sensitive to the credit ratings and 63 or let's see. Yeah. It's, it looks very, very uh, weak when it comes to its average credit rating. And yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, I would definitely sell this. This is something that, uh, you know, you get another liquidation event, it's probably going to blow up for good. Um, so I would definitely look to getting out of this, uh, this name because CLO market, just like, you know, early 08, this is what you're at. You're in early 08 of the CLO, uh, CLO the, the mortgage market, the CLOs and related to mortgages. Uh, I think you're in that space right now in related to corporate debt. So I definitely would not be invested in this fund. Now, there's certainly no surprise. Another 4.4 million people have filed for unemployment benefits. Now, five-week total, million. Now, the market understands that we've had a, a tough quarter and knows that maybe some of those or a lot of those are going to return. Those jobs are going to return. And the market also likes the rescue packages that are coming out of Congress as well. But we know that uh, they're probably going to be inadequate. Uh, there's obviously there's going to be a lot of backlash between the these large corporations, public companies that are taking this bailout money, and the average wall, the average person, small business owner is having trouble getting. And that's really what this is trying to to remedy. We'll see if that happens. But uh, it's something to continue to watch because I think this could create a lot of strife between big business and small businesses. This is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. We have one goal here to help you achieve your own version of financial freedom. We're going into our last break, so our work continues at 888 chart. The next Invest Talk, thanks to COVID 19, the day of reckoning for Social Security may be closer than anyone thought. Less money's coming in and more is going out. That story tomorrow. But now Justin Klein is here, he's got answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. Hi, Justin and Steve. This is Axel from Montclair. I wanted to ask you about a retail stock. I know it's getting many are getting creeped right now in this downturn, but uh, Kohl's KSS. I think that dividend is at jeopardy. Um, can you give me your uh, thoughts on that? Is the payout ratio too high? Do you think it'll be uh, cut? And what, what do you think about the debt in this company? Thanks. I was looking at Kohl's KSS is the symbol. Now, the market cap right now is about $2.5 billion. They have about $1.8 billion in long-term debt, about $700 million in short-term cash. So their balance sheet isn't actually that terrible if you, if, if you look at it. And obviously, you have to do a, a deeper dive. Um, but it is, uh, it is a name that was downgraded by, by Fitch. So uh, I, I, I think that this is a name that has not had great performance longer term anyway. Uh, and, you know, last quarter revenues were down or were flat and earnings were down 11%. So they were already dealing with a tough environment. 
And so I think the, the de- dividend will definitely be cut in, in this environment, and they're going to preserve cash. Remember, that's the thing with dividends, is you really have to understand the sustainability of dividends. A lot of people chase high dividends, and dividends are more about sustainability of them as opposed to them just being high today. And dividend, proper dividend investing is about buying good companies that can maintain and grow their dividend over time. That's the best type of dividend uh, play. And also, in this environment, like I said, non-cyclical names with good balance sheets. Now, their balance sheet is probably better than most in the retail space, but they weren't doing well before this, uh, and it's only going to make it worse. Now, they may muddle through it. Uh, likely, like I said, that dividend is going to be cut, and the price will struggle for some time, just like most retailers. So, yeah, I would pass, definitely pass on KSS Coles. Now let's touch on oil, because oil has been in the news this week because of on Monday, oil prices went negative. I'm going to kind of tell you why. Now, there are two main markets for oil, crude oil. There's physical, and then there's futures. And they are similar, but they're different at the same time. And sometimes, if there's major economic stress, like right now, their prices can break down. Now, companies like Exxon that pump crude oil out of the ground, and what they do is they sell it to processors that turn that, that into gasoline, jet fuel, all types of petrochemicals, right? And the futures market is, and, that, and that's the physical market. Now, the futures market is an electronic financial market that's run by banks, brokerages, et cetera, and they deal in the energy market. And they're used by producers, traders, refiners, et cetera, to lock in prices for later transactions. For example, a shale oil producer, they may say, uh, you know, we think the, oil, the market's oversupplied. Uh, we want to we lock in these prices for many, many months. And many of them did, you know, they, that, that, it's called hedging, right? And sometimes that can be in your benefit when you hedge in times like this. Sometimes it can be to your detriment when prices go up and you're selling uh, your, your crude oil or your, your supplies for much lower prices than what they sell for today because you had you know, sold them for that price months back. Right? So futures call for barrels of oil to be delivered to a certain location at a specific date. And so what happened with USO, and that's why people are getting in trouble with USO, is that they think they're buying oil. They're not. They're buying futures. And so what happened was these, if you owned the futures, you own the futures and oil for delivery in the month of May, or month of April, excuse me, you had to take delivery. And guess what? There was no place to put it. And so that's why they had to pay to take these off their hands. So that's why it's dangerous to buy these opaque ETFs that you don't know what you're buying. And that's what the most of these Robin investors are doing. They don't know what they're buying, and that's why they're their I'm Justin Klein, and this week's another Fox program will return on Monday. We'll be here tomorrow with highlights from the newest KPP financial newsletter. Remember to download our April bonus podcast show. We call it the Invest Talk Rob Rapid Fire Hour. Good night. 
Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. 